Hello, my name is Father Jacob, creator and founder of Region Catholic. Region Catholic is a platform used to teach the Catholic faith with the flavor of Northwest Indiana, also known as the Region. If you like this content, then like, comment, or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And better yet, share this, regioncatholic.com, with a friend. If you'd like to support us, you can go to our Patreon page, found at regioncatholic.com, where you can support us at three levels, get shoutouts on our podcasts, or get your hands on exclusive merchandise. Thank you for your support, enjoy the podcast, and God bless you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the introductory first episode of Project 1014, where we'll have the chance to explore and interview with some priests from our diocese and get to know them, but also as well to get the chance to highlight some of their friendship. My name is Father Jacob, and I'm joined by Father Declan. So, Father Declan, how have things been recently for you? Well, it's been good. Summer's underway, you know, the birds are out. Definitely, definitely. And uh, both of our schools are out of session. I mean, I say our schools, the schools that we've been assigned to as associates. So St. Thomas More and St. Michael are out for uh, the summer. And then as well, Father Declan's incoming assignment uh, to St. John that starts in July. I mean, I'm sure they're out as well, right? Yeah, I think they got out about the same time everybody else did. Yeah, I think it's safe to say by mid-June that <laughs> no one is in session anymore. Unless I would you're, hope so. Yeah, unless you're a year-rounder. So, yeah, I mean, just just on that note, kind of to break things open, um, what were some of the summer things that you did with your family, uh, Father Declan, growing up, and what did that look like? Mm-hmm. Well, we always went, uh, we always tried to do at least one, uh, like, family vacation. And uh, <laughs> so, I'm from a large family. Right. I'm the oldest of eight, if you don't know. I have seven younger brothers and sisters. So, the way to affordably do that was we went camping. Camping. Yeah. Yep. So, we had a tow behind a camper. So, uh, we went everywhere from upstate New York to Vermont to uh, Yellowstone and all over the place. It was a lot of fun growing up, seeing a lot of different things. But what about you? Family activities, family fun. You know, um, I mean, talking to my parents, uh, growing, when the kind of their experiences growing up, they did a similar thing. Uh, my dad um, has three siblings and my mom four. And so not as large as eight, uh, but definitely larger families. And mm-hmm. I just think it was the time too, like you said, um, and like the cost effectiveness of camping. So like, my mom's family went to Canada on several occasions for oh, fishing trips. That'd be fun. And then my dad's family went to like a lot of state parks. Yeah. And then they had like a camping group, my grandparents on my dad's side. And they would go like square dancing and that kind of thing. That was like really big for them. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they Never were in, done that before. Yeah. They were in a square dancing like group, like club. That was like the thing. So did you learn how to do square dancing then? No. They yeah. kind of faded out like, you know, <laughs> square dancing like by the time I was around. So Yeah. That seems like a very niche thing. Yes. Yes. And it was like neck scarves and all. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. But so I think it, well, what that, why I bring that up is like my experience of growing up, I think definitely they were blessed in their family experiences and their upbringing. Don't get me wrong. I love my grandparents, but I don't know if they wanted to pass down that experience of vacations that they had. <laughs> <laughs> so um fair enough we never did that <laughs> <laughs> you never did vacations or you never did those sort of vacations i mean like we would definitely have like family trips before like we went yeah. to like the football hall of fame um we would visit family um in like the suburbs of detroit mm-hmm. um and then that kind of thing but um and then also as well we went to go to florida 
uh, oh. one, one occasion, one summer. Um, but it just wasn't the same dynamic of like, all right, everyone get in the camper or the car for a week. You know, it was a little bit different yeah. realities. And like the whole week we were in Florida, we ate it like Outback every night kind of thing. Nice. You know? so, yeah. Not uh, cooking over the camp stove or right. the fire, you know. Right. Doing all that stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, we know fondly of all those different memories of family life and upbringing. And that's, um, you know, kind of the place, of course, where we're brought up and where we're shown how to love. And then as we continue to grow older, you know, we start to develop, of course, we, you know, try and, um, you know, those relationships with our families grow and change. But uh, what does uh, often grow and change, too, is our relationship with our friends. And particularly for this series, um, it's just a chance for Father Declan and myself in this little episode to kind of highlight why it's called Project 1014. And then, you know, kind of highlight as well um, some different aspects of friendship that we've encountered in ministry. So, uh, Father Declan, do you have uh, John's Gospel pulled up? What do I you think? do. I was going to say, so Project 1014 is coming from the Gospel of John, mm-hmm. uh, chapter 10, verse 14, which is, I am the good shepherd and I know mine and mine know me. Or depending on what Bible you have, some variant, but very close to that. Yeah, definitely. It's a very common little phrase. Mm-hmm. And it's just that little piece um, kind of reflecting on, you know, so many parishioners, so many Catholics know their priests in some way or another. You know, yeah. they, um, you know, they know them like on kind of like that professional or like ministerial level. They might know their name. They might know their anniversary, where they went to seminary. Recognize you know? their face at the very least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like they know certain aspects of them and they might, you know, like recognize their preaching or say that they, you know, like love their priest or that kind of thing. Yeah. But in many different ways, um, you know, the, the priests, I think, have a greater opportunity to get to know um, on a personal level many different people, um, and particularly like families in the parish or families that they might get to know over time, depending where they are. Um, but I just wanted to take the chance uh, with Father Declan for this series just to kind of give everyone the opportunity to get to know a few priests in our area on a little bit deeper of a level, you know, yeah. kind of like past the surface, maybe a little bit and get some greater insight to, you know, uh, not necessarily like every aspect of their personal lives, but at least <laughs> some aspect of their friendships they might have, you know? Yeah. I think uh, in seminary, I remember a priest, one of our professors and formators, he said, uh, gentlemen, to the seminarians, you know, you're allowed to have a private life, but not a secret life. Amen. And we're allowed to have a private life for sure, but uh, definitely not a secret life. And this is not, you know, anything crazy that's being revealed in any of these podcasts. But I think... Um, what it does is we're showing a, a different aspect of somebody's, you know, humanity and their priesthood. Mm-hmm. And it comes uh, especially in their friendship because right. as uh, as we move forward through this, uh, it's going to be interviewing two priests at a time mm-hmm. and talking about the friendship they have with each other, not just individually. So it's not just, you know, Father Jacob standing up there and telling us all about his life, but more about, you know, that priest and his relationship with another priest and friendship. Right, right. And I think, if anything, um, it might just be the chance as well to highlight um, some aspects of normalcy in the priesthood, you know? (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, it's uh, definitely speaking from experience, getting to know many different priests, many different seminarians from many parts of the world. I mean, priests are definitely um, have their own personalities, their own characteristics, their own aspects. 
some are more unique than others, I guess I could say, right? Oh, just like any person, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. But, <laughs> Get but, a group of people together. Right, exactly. So, but there's something about this bond and this reality of the priesthood of Jesus Christ that draws these men together in this bond that they have together, and particularly caring for God's people. But in that, you don't lose yourself. Yeah. You know, you don't lose, like, this personal identity. Did you ever think that kind of coming up in seminary formation? That was definitely something. That's That was kind of the, you know, if you want to say like the last straw that was really like holding me back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was, I had already gone through four and a half, five years of seminary actually. So I was in seminary for eight years and I was going one semester at a time with my spiritual director, you know, discerning like, should I leave? Should I, you know, not be here and everything else? And he just kept encouraging me like, if God, if you don't feel God calling you away from it, like to something else, then mm-hmm. you're just running from asking those hard questions. And actually, one of the preset we're planning on interviewing on this podcast is uh, I was with him in a summer assignment, and he was the one who really helped me see that I didn't lose my identity as being Declan mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when I became Father Declan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, certainly there's aspects in seminary formation that you kind of you know, everyone is kind of called or challenged or compelled to like do their best to smooth out their rough edges Mm -hmm. or, you know, to at least have some kind of awareness of them is the hope, is the dream, is the plan, you know, (laughs) right? for sure. (laughs) Um, But but at the same time too, it's not that you are like stripped of your identity as an individual and then, you know, like all of a sudden you just are like losing who you are, you know? So there's this balance and this reality of that, after ordination, you know, Declan and Father Declan are the same person, you know. Thank goodness. Optimally, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, right? That's like the the beauty of it, yes. you know. I'm um, united to Christ in a, in a different way, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I'm still Declan. Right, right. Exactly. In my, yeah, in I, my priesthood. When I, after I was ordained, I had an uncle ask me if he could still call me Jacob. You told him no, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like... It's now Father McDaniel, yeah, so listen was, up. No. I, I was no. just like, I was thinking like, this guy literally like changed my diapers and like, <laughs> he like helped raise me with my parents and like saw that. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, come on, really? You know, I was like, really? Are you really going to ask me this? Yeah. <laughs> well, people sometimes, even within our own families are yeah. confused or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, with my uncle, I, I mean, I, I think it was partially a joke, but just kind of acknowledging to the reality of like, you know, you're not a different person. You're still the same person, but there's definitely like a change in the sense of who you are. Yeah. Ontologically, I think is the right word well, for it. Right, right, right. Well, like of the soul, of <laughs> yes. course, but, but no. then your identity, you're a public person. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of aspects like to that the change. Thing. Yeah. The other thing I'm excited about this podcast, you know, interviewing these different priests is, so often I, in my own priesthood, so I just celebrated my two year anniversary and uh, Father nice. Jacob is one year. So All right. we're both seasoned priests. That's a joke. No yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're the youngest. I'm the youngest priest still in our diocese because you're Aww. 11 months, exactly 11 months older than Don't me. worry. It still counts that you're older than me. It's fine. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I just think about those times, the challenges that I have within ministry or within my own life, you know, at times with uh, that I reach out to my brother priest, especially you, Father Jacob and, you know, other priests because it's in our priesthood that we have that common bond that we understand, not perfectly, but we can understand better what somebody else is going through. I think yeah. similarly, like married couples, right? They'll reach mm-hmm. out to other married couples uh, to, you know, help through situations or, you know, to share joys, struggles, excitement, things like that. Uh, so I think the priesthood, I think in interviewing these friends, because friendships, mm-hmm. you kind of get a sense of like, you can kind of see how the other guy really knows this person well, yeah. right? Because you yeah. really show 
to your friends. Hopefully, you have good friends that you can show your wounds to, right? Yeah, you can right. show your be vulnerable with them. Yeah, and it's all about bearing that that sense of bearing your wounds and and looking to be built up, you know, yeah. by the other person to be healed, right? And Pope John Paul II uh, said very beautifully. Friendship, as been said, consists in a full commitment of the will to another person with a view to that person's good. Mm. So, I mean, I think as well, he talked about this idea of self-gift and theology of the body and this idea of like self-sacrifice and to love means to will the good of another. So, I think all of that is wrapped up in different contexts, of course, depending on the relationship that we're in as human beings, but as well, beautifully captured uh, in friendship. Yeah. So... In that case, though, without further ado, we will go ahead and wrap up this little teaser intro episode and continue to like, follow, and share. And we'll have episodes coming out uh, on Mondays, every other Monday following this intro episode. Just keep an eye out for the Region Catholic Facebook page. And also, as well, you can search uh, Project 1014 on any podcasting platform that you enjoy. So until then, check out that first episode, like, comment, and share. God bless you.